0: Brought to you by Business Fights Poverty. Hello and welcome to Business Fights Poverty Spotlight Interviews. I am Katie Heisen, Director of Thought Leadership. Each week, these interviews provide you with the insights from a different perspective of Business Fight Poverty Network, giving you first-hand understanding of how businesses and others are working on some of the world's biggest social challenges. Today, my guest is Jocelyn Williams. If you are working on delivering social change or trying to address social norms, digital technology seems like a good way to scale, to get your programs out there, to collect data, to reach new groups of people, even potentially those sorts of people who are a long way away from you. But how do you actually do this? Jocelyn is part of Everyone Mobile. They have been designing and implementing digital solutions to help people with things like access to good health advice, encouraging people to create savings accounts, and helping young mums get information on motherhood. They work in regions such as Kenya, Nigeria, Zambia, and Uganda. Particularly, explains Jocelyn, mobile digital technology is good when the topics are sensitive and personal. So it is apt that we record this conversation during 16 days of activism against gender-based violence. Working for a mobile digital company in diverse places gives Jocelyn a very good vantage point to spot emerging trends. And so during our conversation, she is also going to share her top insights, which could be useful to all kinds of organisations who are trying to deliver social impact or create both commercial and societal value. So Jocelyn, welcome. Thanks, Katie. Thanks for having me. Pleasure. Jocelyn, first of all, I'd really like to explore a little bit more and understand a little bit more about the work that everyone mobile does. Can you share with us what you guys are up to? Absolutely.
1: So the global growth of mobile phones and mobile internet has really provided an amazing opportunity to remotely access low-income communities at a scale and regularity that really was previously impossible. Alongside this, the COVID-19 pandemic has increased all of our collective reliance on digital technology, connect with each other, access information, and maintain a limited level of economic activity. Mobile phones are no longer just a convenient accessory, but they've really become an indispensable part of our daily lives. So at Everyone Mobile, we empower people in low-income communities to improve their quality of life using the mobile phone that they already own. We work with organizations like Unilever, MasterCard, the UN, the EU, FCDO, USAID, and others to deliver innovative, large-scale digital projects across multiple thematic areas and multiple countries. The way that we improve quality of life is by helping people to commit to positive behaviors that directly improve their well-being. So for example, hand washing with soap, visiting a clinic, deeming a voucher or saving money. And we encourage these positive behaviours through our mobile accessible websites and apps, using digital technology to deliver deep, ongoing, customised engagement to consumers, shopkeepers, micro-entrepreneurs, health workers and others, and overall leveraging the power of mobile technology to drive real-world change in people's lives.
0: And I know that you guys have been sort of talking about digital first. I do you'd mind sort of enlightening me. What, what does that mean and, and why is it sort of important? Absolutely. Well, during
1: the COVID-19 pandemic, I mean, digital technology has never been more important as a tool to remotely connect with people and continue the implementation of social impact programs. And digital technology has many benefits, being able to offer remote, bespoke, quickly localizable programs cost-effectively and while generating real-time data that tracks impact. However, for a digital program to be successful, it really must be designed using a digital first approach. So this means rather than designing a program and then adding in a digital component, digital first is designing from the start for the program to be implemented via digital tools and designed specifically for the digital environment where it's going to be implemented. So at Everyone Mobile, the way that we do digital first is that All of our program design always starts with a digital needs assessment, and this is when we can consult with target groups to understand their digital preferences, motivations, areas, perspectives, and their lived digital experiences. We also make sure we do a digital landscape analysis of the existing technology, so things like access, connectivity, usage, digital literacy, and attitudes towards technology. By designing from the start for an implementation to be specifically through digital channels, this is what ensures that we successfully and fully leverage all the benefits of digital technology to achieve our goals.
0: Wow. So it's a really end-to-end sort of thoughtful design as well as the kind of seeking out the social impact engagement. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Um, You mentioned earlier on COVID, 2020 has been a bit of an odd one. Arguably, this is, you know, we're not out of the woods in terms of the global pandemic, but also the economic impact to so many. I mean, we're going to go on and on. Trying to be positive. Um, what does or how can we start rebuilding, hopefully better? And also, I think there's something a lot about people's resilience and organizations' resilience and ability to, to, to be able to rebuild better. I feel like you guys sitting within that kind of digital technology space might have some insight on it. What what should we be doing or or what would you recommend?
1: Yes. So, I mean, accessible digital technology has already been a really powerful tool, as you said, to help organizations, institutions and communities maintain some level of continuity in the face of COVID-19. But moving forward, technology can really be used in a more holistic and localized way to you know, even more strengthen the resilience of communities and systems and rebuild better now and in the future. So in our work, we use holistic and localized digital behavior change programs, which directly deepen resilience by leveraging digital technology in multiple different ways. As an example, in partnership with Unilever, we developed uh, Niger Care, which strengthens the resilience of healthcare systems in Nigeria. Uh, Niger Care is a digital community of 250 informal medicine vendors in Lagos and it builds their resilience to economic shocks through digital learning courses on business management and strengthens resilience of supply chains through online ordering of assured quality medicines. Without digital technology the provision of these skills and tools and services would have required significant physical interaction but with digital technology, we can deepen resilience and rebuild better remotely and at scale. So digital our implementation also generates real-time data. And this is fantastic because it allows iterative design and robust monitoring and evaluation of our progress. So as well as rebuilding better in terms of the communities we're working with and uh, the people we're working with, also rebuilding better in terms of our program design, implementation and management. Because of the real-time data that we can generate through digital interventions,
0: and as you mentioned there, the sort of bigger companies that you've been working with, so Unilever was that example. I mean, as this podcast's name suggests, business fights poverty, and um, we are really interested in how business can kind of get involved. In your case, harnessing that technology and potentially some of the sort of the insights and the data that you guys are generating. What would or how can businesses get involved, or what insights should they sort of be aware of that can potentially help them to also be a part of this digital movement and, and digital first?
1: Yeah, so we recognize businesses are increasingly interested in reaching the most vulnerable and also building demand for and access to their products among bottom of the pyramid consumers. And digital can be a really powerful tool to achieve these aims. Digital platforms are also particularly effective for engaging vulnerable communities on sensitive issues because of the anonymity that digital platforms provide. So, for example, in our work on reducing gender-based violence, supporting family planning and good menstrual hygiene, and engaging with people affected by HIV, we've used digital platforms to create safe spaces where vulnerable communities can connect with and support each other. In terms of our work with corporate partners, currently our corporate partners are harnessing our mobile technology to remotely and at scale engage with vulnerable low-income communities to both implement their business objectives, but also generate social impact. So, for example, our Ujoin platform, which is funded by Transform, which is a FCDO and Unilever partnership. This platform is being used to build the business capability of shopkeepers in vulnerable communities, also to generate demand for health and hygiene products and build brand awareness among vulnerable consumers and reduce the financial barriers that communities face when buying these essential products. Also, the digital data from the platform which is produced, is used by the corporate partners to better understand their customers and their supply chain. So actually increasing the effectiveness of their engagement with these vulnerable communities. Um, Currently, the Ujoin platform engages over five and a half thousand Kenyan shopkeepers, uh, 45% of whom are women, and over 45,000 Kenyan consumers. And by engaging with both the retailers, so the, the product and services supply side, and the consumers, so the demand side, this digital platform drives both commercial value and also social impact around health, hygiene and nutrition outcomes. And I think it really demonstrates how big businesses can harness technology to engage with and support vulnerable communities remotely.
0: You guys are obviously at the kind of leading edge of, you know, application of technology, especially in sort of emerging markets and and spaces. What trends do you guys see coming down the pike that you think others should be aware of that can potentially help them also get ahead of this curve, be a part of the future, be a part of the rebuild better movement?
1: So three key trends that we see really sort of coming down the pipeline. The first one is around the depth of digital engagement. So increasingly, funders and businesses obviously want to see tangible real world changes resulting from their digital programs. And we have found that the key to achieving this change in real life is through the depth of engagement. So at Everyone Mobile, we implement our programs through mobile accessible websites and apps rather than SMS or IVR. Because of the depth of engagement, this allows us to have with our target groups. And that depth is what leads to real world change and impact. So for example, with NigerCare, the digital community of informal medicine vendors in Lagos, They can access a holistic and deeply engaging package of tools, including digital learning courses, online ordering of medical products, and discount vouchers for their customers, which all culminate together to drive real-world health behavior change through this deep digital engagement. The second key area is around both driving and monitoring real-world behavior change via digital tools and digital technology. So not just using digital as a tool for awareness, raising and knowledge transfer, but actually creating holistic digital interventions that change real life behaviors by working in three areas around knowledge and attitudes and practices, and then using those same digital tools to track that real world impact of those digital interventions and the outcomes in people's lives. So, for example, our work on UAFIA, a digital platform, which is funded by Transform, engages over 6,000 mothers and mothers-to-be in informal settlements in Nairobi. Now, the platform improves mothers' nutrition, health and hygiene knowledge and skills, and also provides discount vouchers for health and hygiene goods. These vouchers both directly encourage behavior change, and also when they're redeemed, they can be tracked to demonstrate real-world changes in mothers' purchasing behaviors. So Uafio is quite a nice example of where a digital platform can allow us to both drive and monitor real-world behavior change, including among specific groups such as women. And then the third area is around multi-channel digital interventions. So using a mixture of multiple digital channels together in a single intervention to leverage the benefits of each one. So for example, Using an artificial intelligence driven platform, which can recruit and deploy social media influencers, who can then guide their followers to a mobile web enabled website where deeper engagement can happen around e learning, group discussions, access to discount vouchers and motivational tools. And then from that, a smaller group of volunteers being recruited who can actually take that work offline to communities who we wouldn't be able to access through these online resources and share those skills and knowledge that they've gained. And alongside this, being able to use, for example, WhatsApp groups to regularly support those volunteers as they're going out into the communities and give them that ongoing support. At Everyone Mobile, we're already using uh, multiple digital channel interventions so that we can expand the scale, the reach, and the depth of our impact by leveraging the advantages of each different technology mode. But this is an area we think there's going to be really growing interest. And we're also focusing our work on moving forward.
0: And that's almost my kind of next question for you guys, really, because they're obviously fantastic trends that are really useful for others to be able to take forward and get involved with as well. I'm curious about everyone mobile. I mean, where do you guys see the future? Where would you hope to be sort of taking it?
1: So we believe the tipping point for the wholesale adoption of digital has arrived and has actually been accelerated by the COVID-19 pandemic. As programs that were previously implemented face-to-face now have to be done remotely, we're already supporting our partners so that they can leverage digital technology to engage vulnerable communities and deepen resilience and rebuild better. Moving forward, funders are going to insist on the use of digital technology as an essential part of implementing both for-profit and not-for-profit programs. With digital increasingly being incorporated at an organizational level. So we see ourselves as a fundamental partner alongside other digital organizations in supporting this shift to digital, both through direct implementation of digital programs, some of which we've already discussed, but also through providing advice, expertise, and program co-design to our clients. So our clients can leverage accessible digital technology to unlock value and deliver their own aims. From my own experience across Asia, Africa, the Middle East, the Pacific, I've seen firsthand the impact and the value of context-specific digital behavior change programs that can improve quality of life. And personally, I'm really excited by the role that Everyone Mobile has in the future, using digital technology to drive real-world change and social impact at scale.
0: so watch the space for everybody listening, and I'll pop some Links into the words that sit alongside this podcast so that you can take a look uh, for yourself at what everyone mobile is up to. Justin, I have one more question for you. It's about your personal resilience. So, we're always trying to make sure that our conversations during these podcast series are part about the amazing insights and the work that you guys are up to, which um, thank you very much for sharing. Loads of really interesting stuff there, but also about the person behind the conversation. And as we've discussed, we are in very strange times and it feels like it's a time of personal resilience and and trying to sort of stay strong in, in new and different ways. And I just wanted to ask you on a sort of personal level, what does resilience mean to you and how do you kind of keep going, I guess, in these strange times? Absolutely. Thanks, Katie. I mean, for me, resilience is about having the
1: tools the knowledge and the support to be able to adapt as things change. I mean, these have really been unprecedented times. And so we've all had to adapt probably more than we ever had before. But I think for me, what I found so helpful is having those sorts of tools and support systems in place, which means that, you know, whether it is a global pandemic or whether it is another, you know, shock that that can impact our lives on a daily basis, we have that ability to pivot. One of the things I found working in the the digital space for the the last few years is it's really opened my eyes to how many tools there are out there. For me personally, I was very fortunate that, you know, I'm quite used to working remotely. I'm used to understanding, you know, how I can access support remotely from my colleagues, how we can use these different digital tools to work with each other and, and to continue that connection that is so important to our everyday lives. So for me personally, that's really helped with my resilience and being able to pivot is understanding what those tools are and how I can use them. And I think that for me is the sort of the core of resilience is having those tools, those systems and those support services there that we can rely upon time and again, whether it's something like COVID-19 or whether it's a different sort of shock, which, which could be impacting us and needing us to pivot and to be resilient.
0: Are there any tools that you definitely recommend others should take a look at? I mean, what, what are your sort of top tools that keep you going? So for me, I think it's, it's mostly all the sort of the usual, you know, the, the Zooms, etc. For me,
1: it's a little bit more of a cultural shift. So recognising that you actually don't always have to be face to face. For me personally, that was something that I did have to do quite a shift when I went from more traditional organisations to more startup and technology organisations. For me, it was actually much more of a mindset shift. So realizing we don't have to be in the same room. I can call you. I can WhatsApp you. I can Skype you. You know, we have all these things at our fingertips. We have to have the mindset to use them. And actually, I think that's something that I found with everyone mobile as well. You know, often we're working with communities to help them better use the things they already have, but they might not have realized That's how I can access health information. That's how I can get support from my friends and family and peers. These things are already there. So for me, the tools are a key part of it, but it's also actually about a cultural change. And I think COVID has been such a challenging time, but really a fascinating time in terms of forcing us to change our mindset, forcing us to overcome our resistance to change around technology, and actually realize how much is there that we could have probably been using before. But we're definitely using now because we have to. And moving forward, we should really make sure that we build on that and use it more and more. And if there are any small, small positive learnings that have come out of this horrible experience, using them to really increase our efficiency moving forwards.
0: Well, on that note, Jocelyn Williams, thank you so much for your time, your insight and your advice today. Thank
1: you so much, Katie. It was a pleasure.
0: And if you like what you've heard today, please do rate and subscribe to us. I would also love to hear your feedback, so please do drop me a line at any time. I'm Katie at businessfightspoverty.org. Many thanks. Brought to you by Business Fights Poverty.